You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, How are you? How are all my girls and guys and theys? Are you doing okay? Because with Taylor releasing the Taylor version of Red and the 10 Minute All Too Well, it doesn't seem like people are doing all too well. It seems like people are suffering in a good way, in a nostalgic way. I don't really know why, but I sort of missed the Taylor Swift era growing up. Like, I mean, I obviously knew who Taylor Swift was. I just wasn't a Swifty. Um, and I didn't dislike Taylor Swift. I listened to whatever happened to be like the single or the hit. But just for whatever reason, Taylor Swift did not make her way into sort of my growing up nostalgia kind of you know, the musicians that I grew up listening to that I was obsessed with. Like, I remember getting into 1989 and I listened to that album all the way through and a big, 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 big fan of Evermore and Folklore. But some of the like deeper cuts and even just like full listen through of previous albums, I just kind of missed it. I don't know why. Where was I? What was I doing? So for those who might be living in a pop culture rock and you don't know what I'm talking about, Taylor Swift has been re-recording older songs and albums because Scooter Braun, who by all accounts seems to be just like a total like douchebag, just aside from whether you are a Swifty or not, it just seems to be a real D-bag. And uh, Scooter Braun was her old manager and sold the master, sold like her back catalog. And so this was something that Taylor Swift did not sign off on or, I, you know, I listen, I don't really understand how all of it works, but Taylor Swift was very much upset about it and didn't want these masters to be sold. And so now basically she is re-recording them so that she has full ownership of them. And so Red, Taylor's version, just dropped. And it's it's so interesting because I kind of had like pop culture FOMO because everybody was like losing their mind. Everyone was just like, oh my God, this is my childhood. This is my teenage years. This is like my first major breakup. Like people have... I mean, people have very serious emotional connections to Taylor Swift's music, but Red, I think, really seems to hit. And I know I've like listened to songs from the album, but I haven't listened to the album all the way through, or I hadn't when this was released. And so I was just like feeling like I'm like, wait, everybody's having these collective like emo moment, and I want to have it too, but I don't have the nostalgia. I don't have the memory. You know, I feel like everyone else they're listening and they're remembering where they were when they listened to these songs the first time and there's like such a nostalgia of being young and when your your emotions and things are super raw and super powerful and I was just like I was like um uh uh excuse me excuse me I want to be part of that uh I'm feeling left out my album of nostalgia crying choice would definitely be Michelle Branch the spirit room like can we give Michelle Branch her dues that album absolutely killed me goodbye to you no goodbye to me because i am deceased in a puddle of tears on the floor thank you very much but it really had me start to think about this kind of collective idea of nostalgia and nostalgia in general it's such a unique kind of interesting feeling that we all we say nostalgia and you know what i mean and it can be good it can be bad it can be painful it can be bittersweet it's such a weird 
collective feeling that we all experience. And so I did a little research. And by that, I mean, I googled this and I read the first like two things that came up on Google, because that's what we mean when we say research. If we are not a doctor, if we are not a scientist, if we are not an academic and someone says, I did research, they mean they googled three words and they read the first three things that came up. That's what we mean when we say we did research. But according to my research, the first time nostalgia came into use was in 17th century Switzerland when physician Johannes Hofer identified it as a condition specific to Swiss mercenary soldiers. And at the time, it was even identified as a disease. So nostalgia is weird. It's a a strange um, phenomenon and feeling and even a tool. And I say that nostalgia is a tool because it has been definitely used in consumerism and has been used to uh, make money off of all of us and it's I mean if you were to just look at fashion and if we think about fashion and we think about trends everything kind of recycles and Y2K fashion is very popular right now with younger people and it's kind of funny because I know that I'm not old like I turned 30 in February and and whether or not I'm old or young, it's all it's all like it's all about perspective. It's all about the person who's listening to this. If you're like 15, you're like, oh wow, Ari's old. If you're like 50, you're like, Ari's so young. Time is an illusion. Everything's fake. Don't worry about it, is what I'm saying. But I am having the unique experience that we will all hopefully um, live long enough to experience, which is seeing fashion that when I was in middle school has circled back like 15 years later or, you know, more than 15 years. I'm now seeing things that I wore in middle school or that like Hillary Duff wore when she was Lizzie McGuire. I'm now seeing that same fashion with like, you know, it's a new twist and it's, uh, you know, the new take on it. But I'm seeing that same kind of fashion on TikTok with people like, you know, teenagers walking down the street, and it is a very bizarre kind of nostalgic feeling to look and see something that transports you back to another time. And it's interesting because we do, we are all just kind of rotating. Everything is coming back. Everything is, you know, that we are constantly having new takes on nostalgia. And part of that is because Nostalgia makes money. And something that is interesting about advertising and marketing in general is that when there are crises or um, turbulent times or, you know, things are going on in the world that really rock us and are difficult, uh, what's interesting is you see a spike in nostalgia type merchandise and, and stuff because when consumers are feeling more more vulnerable and emotional and scared and things are not um, super secure, nostalgic stuff, they are more likely to spend money on. Because think about nostalgia. It brings you back to a time when maybe you felt safer or you were happier or life didn't feel as turbulent as it does in current day. We saw marketers tap into nostalgia um, after 9-11. We saw the same thing happen with the financial crisis and housing crisis of 2008. And then with a global pandemic, guess what? We see it again. Research from the Journal of Consumer Marketing found that invoking nostalgia makes people more likely to go shop and spend. And that if you can tap into that nostalgia, 
that actually overrides our desire to save money or, you know, not spend, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, but 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 does make sense because nostalgia, like it, it's this yearning, right? It's a yearning for a different time. And, you know, it might not have even always been a happy time, but there is a sense of comfort and security because it's a time that you've already been through. You've been through that. So sometimes we even go back to things that maybe were not 100% good, but because we've been there, so we know it. And when we know something, there is a comfort level. There is a security because we know what to expect. And so when you have consumers tap into this super powerful nostalgia, you know, they have more confidence in being willing to spend something because it's reminding them of the past. So yeah, it's just, I mean... Nostalgia is crazy. Like it, it, it's it's a it's a thing that we all universally understand, and um, and it can be good and bad. I think there are times in which we can become obsessed with nostalgia, and we can st- and because of that, we are so we're so much like romanticizing the past that we're no longer living in the present. We're no longer making decisions to like better our current situation. But what's interesting is there was um, research done in June 2020 from Dr. Andrew Abietta, Abietta, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, from the State University of New Jersey in Camden. And this his, his research found that, you know, indulging in nostalgic thinking can help reduce the negative psychological impact of loneliness so that there is this positive benefit that we can get from nostalgia. Because if we are lonely, but we are... I don't know, listening to old albums or whatever it is that can bring us that kind of momentary sense of relief from loneliness. Again, it makes sense why it's so powerful. It makes sense why even if it's like a sad song or something like with Red where everyone's like crying, it is bringing something back to you. And that's very powerful. I've definitely spent a lot of time, especially in my early 20s and my mid 20s, really leaning into nostalgia and with almost kind of veering into it being unhealthy for me because there is a difference between listening to a song that reminds you of some time in high school or past love or or whatever it is and having that bittersweet moment that longing that remembrance whatever it is filled with filled with emotions right the good the bad all of it there's a difference in having that moment and then obsessively choosing to be in those moments and I did that a lot and I did that a lot when I was unhappy in general I did it a lot when I was drinking like I would get drunk and become so lonely and so nostalgic and like email my ex-boyfriend from high school you know and um I did that a lot I did that a lot and that's not necessarily good because then it's not just a moment of nostalgia that you get to enjoy and that's just like part of the human existence, then it becomes like you are choosing to stay in this place and you are choosing to hold on to the past and look at it with rose-colored glasses and, you know, cling to it. And that's not good either. And what happens when we do that is that we tend to only remember those good parts and, like I said, over-romanticize them. And I think especially with recovery or drinking, this is something that maybe, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for drinking because a lot of my drinking 
became solo drinking and I was doing it alone and it was it was not a social thing for me so yes I mean I did go to bars and I had you know my nights out and stuff but the bulk of it for me really became I was doing it alone so I don't really feel nostalgia for that because it was very much a damaging unhappy lonely sad thing that I was doing there wasn't even the connection to any sort of like social life for me but I could see how a lot of people who would drink and would go to bars and it became it was their their active addiction was also intertwined with a social life I could see how there could be some danger in the nostalgia for like thinking about oh well it was so fun when I used to be able to just like be at the bar and I didn't have to like worry about it and you know but then like we we forget right and we don't we we don't remember the bad parts and we don't remember why we had to change and 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 that's an important thing to remember and that's something that that's like a nuance that nostalgia doesn't have because the yearning becomes so powerful and the good memories rise to the to the top and then the bad memories become a little bit quieter and i think that that sometimes can be the danger in in an overindulgence in nostalgia like i said we all get nostalgic. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm never going to give up listening to Ashley Simpson's autobiography, okay? Like, that's my nostalgia. Michelle Branch, that's my nostalgia. But when we live there, that's not good. All this to say, like, enjoy Taylor Swift's version of Red. But, you know, like, maybe don't email your high school boyfriends. You know, that's that's what I would suggest. But I also, but I also don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should. Maybe you should. And you're going to rekindle something and then you're going to get married. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't know a goddamn thing about this thing we call life. But you know what I do know? And that's what it's time for. It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sin. So I went to my local cat cafe, and a cat cafe is uh, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a cafe where there are cats, and they are cats that are up for adoption. So it's like a no- it's a nonprofit, or is it a is it a considered a nonprofit? Because I mean, I guess they they make money off of your entrance fee. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the like. Listen. Who am I? Elwoods? I'm no lawyer, but what I, but you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's a foundation. It's a place where it's a rescue. It's a rescue. And so they're all cats that are up for adoption. Why did I get so stressed out about explaining what a cat cafe is? A concept that I'm sure most of you could have already figured out if you didn't already know. Anyway, so my roommate and I went and man, I just love cats and I love dogs. And I just, I, I feel really strong in this This would be my platform if I would ever run for office. And it would be that no longer should the cat people and the dog people fight it out over who's right. Are cats better? Are dogs better? No. No, 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 no. We can all live together. And we can love one another equally. We can love a dog. And we can love a cat. Dog person. Cat person. How about just a person? Huh? How about just a person with infinite room in their hearts for love, for feline love, for canine love, for all of it? Yeah. Um, anyway, I had a great time. I love petting those 
cats and kittens. I really bonded with a cat named Buttercup. She's five years old. Um, She was the oldest cat there, and I immediately gravitated towards her. And it was really hard to not adopt her on the spot. But, you know, I try not to make impulsive, life-changing decisions anymore without, you know, thinking them over and giving giving them a beat, giving them a moment Even with tattoos, there's a tattoo that I've been wanting to get and I've been thinking about it and I've been mulling it over and I've been thinking like, all right, well, you know, sure, I could do it this month and, you know, let me put a little money aside for it and blah, 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 blah. (sighs) This kind of thinking would have been unbelievable in college. In college, I had like $2 in my bank account and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get a tattoo today. I will be eating rice cakes for dinner and lunch, but sure, I'll get a $100 tattoo. Why not? I'm living La Vida Loca. This is what it's like to be 20 and um, off of your meds <laughs> and, and developing, you know, a drinking problem. Well, not when I was 20 because I didn't drink until I turned 21, remember? Anyway, uh, so that's about it for this week. Um, I hope you are enjoying, if you're enjoying your nostalgia, if you're doing a little trip down nostalgia lane, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it therapeutic. Listen, revel in it bathe in it for a moment but you know don't bathe so long that your skin gets pruney you know when your skin starts to get a little uh a little wrinkly get out of the bathtub towel off okay well anyway that's it for this week love you all so much we're super close to 100 uh ratings on uh, apple Podcasts, which is amazing i'm so appreciative for it so if you haven't left a rating or review on apple Podcasts, that would be so amazing i would really appreciate it and uh i don't know Stay chillin'. Mm, no, that's not good. We're going to have to workshop that. Really still haven't figured out my sign-off, have I? Mm, what was the thing I said? Uh, out of my ass with Ari Eastman. All my little ass hats. <laughs> All my little assies out there. <laughs> Ari's assies. Love ya. XOXO. Ari's assies. Woo! I got to go to bed. All right. Love you all and... I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.